This audio is brought to you by muslimcentral.com. Al-Qanimin wal-Aqibatu lil-Muttaqin. Allahumma salli wa sallam wa barak ala abdika wa rasulika Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam tasiman kathira. Before I get started, inshallah ta'ala, I wanted to um, just draw everyone's attention to an event or a two-part uh, event, inshallah ta'ala, that we're going to be hosting uh, this Tuesday and Thursday. Obviously, there's a lot that's going on, uh, political turmoil, the pandemic. Um, there have many, been many people, subhanAllah, that have been passing away. There have been a lot of personal challenges that we're all dealing with that have perhaps been compounded by the environment around us. And so we wanted to put together a two-part uh, webinar series, inshallah ta'ala, called Navigating Turbulent Times. And so we'll kind of address this from the spiritual and the psychological, the emotional and mental health components, inshallah ta'ala, uh, with some really wonderful speakers, the night ta'ala, and scholars. Uh, so that's going to be tomorrow, inshallah ta'ala, at 8 p.m. Eastern, as well as Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, inshallah ta'ala. And you can find more information uh, below. Now, uh, tonight's reflection actually comes as a result of, um, you know, I posted this thing about Habib um, and uh, the way that he honored his parents. So just some of the things that he said about his father and some of the things that he said about his mother. And I realized that it's it's a recurring theme that... Anytime that you post anything about the importance of obedience to your parents and loving your parents and honoring your parents, it's going to, you know, uh, for, for some people hurt them because their relationship with their parents is different and it's not the best. And uh, sometimes there are even situations in which there is parental abuse um, and all of these things come into play. And I want to first and foremost say, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for everyone that has struggled as a result of that, that is going through something with their parents, that maybe went through something with their parents and lost their parents and never had a chance to reconcile. Uh, some people converted to Islam and because they converted to Islam, they uh, faced um, you know hardship at the hands of their parents. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for all of you and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help you and uh, comfort you and soothe you. And give you the full reward of your intention to be, um, you know, at the service of your parents, even though it was an abnormal situation. Allahumma ameen. So I just want to sort of start off by recognizing that, yes, there are exceptions to this rule. And that's what I want to talk about tonight, inshallah ta'ala. Now, uh, one of the tricky things about addressing a general audience is that sometimes you're going to hurt people that have very specific circumstances. And it is one of the most difficult things about giving a khutbah even, posting anything. And I just want to sort of remind everyone that when we read the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is speaking to the general norm, normal circumstances and the exceptions are highlighted either through the book of Allah or through the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then of course elaborated upon uh, by our salaf, by the pious predecessors and the scholars that built upon what they left. So the, the generalities are always going to be there. The norm is always going to be there. And so as you're reading through the Quran, there's countless, you know, reference to the importance of honoring our parents, even when they would tell us to do something as egregious as disbelieve in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's still this constant emphasis on obeying your parents, loving your parents, honoring your parents, showing them kindness, lowering the wing of humility to them, not even saying uff to them. Uh, which would translate into even rolling your eyes at them or expressing any type of displeasure. All of this is emphasized throughout the Qur'an. And so Allah is addressing the normal circumstances here, the not the exceptions to uh, to these rules. 
And that's the case, you know, by the way, with with uh, marital relationships as well. Right. Of course, there are some specifics that are given in regards to arbitration and inheritance and things of that sort. But for the most part, when you look at the Quran and the Sunnah, it's speaking to um, the norm, not the exception. And that can still be hurtful to someone who reads the norm and thinks that either I'm falling short of it or maybe there's a sign of divine displeasure because I'm not able to live up to this because of my circumstances which are shackling me. And there's a discussion that has to be had there. So I I do want to sort of start off with a premise here. The premise is that the only relationship in which there is unconditional obedience is the relationship between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The only relationship that exists in which there is unconditional obedience is the relationship between you and your Lord. Every relationship that comes after that, be it parent to child, uh, leader to subject, spouses, children, siblings, um, employer to employee, all of the relationships that come after that have exceptions, okay? Now, there is no relationship after the relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is more emphasized in the Quran and the Sunnah in terms of honor and obedience and love than the relationship of the parent to the child, right? That your Lord has decreed that you worship none but Him and that you show excellence and kindness to your parents. So that is there and you can't take that away. That's in the Quran and that's something that's emphasized. Now, I want us to look at this through the lens of the companions of the Prophet ﷺ. I just actually had finished the last session of the first. Uh, we talked about Sa'ad ibn Abi Waqqas who probably has the most painful story of a mother that commands her child to, to, to leave Islam, a mother that tortures herself which is, you know, in, in the case of many of the companions, you know, it was even more painful than, than some of the pain that the parents inflicted on their own children was the emotional blackmail of the mother of Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala anhu to say that I will starve myself, I will not drink, I will sit outside until the lice collects in my head, until you leave Islam, until you abandon the religion of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa That pain that Sa'ad radiallahu ta'ala anhu felt was 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 an extremely harsh pain, right? So we just talked about that. That's that is that is a very difficult circumstance and a very difficult situation that a person would be put in, especially someone who loves their mother the way that Sa'ad loved his mother. Now there are countless examples of the Sahaba being harmed by their parents when they embraced Islam. Um, in fact, some of them saw their fathers on the opposite side of the battlefield on the day of Badr, and then some on the day of Uhud, but more so on the day of Badr, right? I mean, imagine the pain of these people seeing their fathers on the other side in Badr. On top of that, they are reading the Qur'an, and the Qur'an is coming down with all of these references of how to honor your parents, okay? So they had this experience where they were dealing with the situation of being harmed by their parents while receiving the revelation or rather listening to the Prophet receive the revelation of honoring their parents. So of course there there's there's something there. And usually what that's talking about, by the way, is that the parents who ordered their children to commit shirk, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
ordered their children not to respond to their command to commit shirk, but at the same time to still honor them despite that, right? Now, for many of the parents, if you don't commit shirk, you are dishonoring me, right? So you have this conundrum. And in that situation where you cannot uh, break this, you know, th- this uh, uh, this tension, if you will, then as the Prophet said, you cannot obey a creation when the creation tells you to disobey the creator. So at that point, I, I do everything that I possibly can, but you know, I cannot disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if my parents are going to think that by me uh, maintaining that religious commitment, uh, that, you know, I'm still dishonoring them, that I'm going to keep on honoring them in other ways until they realize that their demand is unreasonable. So sometimes it's unreasonable demands. But subhanAllah, like imagine Salman al-Farisi radiallahu anhu, the pain that he must have felt reading these verses, realizing that he had to escape his father who put him in chains, right? So that would not, that did not cause Salman radiallahu anhu to develop a resentment to the Quran, but there was an understanding, right? That there are limits because the only unconditional relationship of obedience is the one of the servant to his or her Lord. So that's it, right? Now, when we talk about parents, yes, we have to do everything that we possibly can to honor our parents, to show them love, to show them kindness. And we tolerate some of the things that come as a result of especially their their elderly age and sometimes uh, you know, unreasonable statements or asks, those are some of the things that might happen, right? Especially as our parents become advanced in age. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually specifies when they become advanced in age, that sometimes as they get older, they're going to say things, they're going to, they're going to ask things, they're going to do things that might hurt. They might, they might come off as unreasonable. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, speaks to that reality, right? And I want to say that we have to learn in you know in normal circumstances we have to do everything that we possibly can in normal circumstances to be the ones that honor the parents and to be the ones that love our parents because far too many people will use you know will put themselves on equal footing when it comes to a disagreement when it comes to some sort of fallout and they will escalate with their parents and you know quickly resort to um you know, a, a, a different framework or a different way of thinking that leads them to not treat their parents right. And so I think there's value in what Habib said. And, you know, I talk about my mother, may Allah have mercy on her all the time, right? I think there is value in us talking about the ayat of the Quran and the ahadith of the Prophet and the sayings of the Salaf, the sayings of the pious predecessors. Now, what does this not include? There's the famous saying of Umar al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And by the way, I don't know of any uh, sanad, any actual chain that would make this binding, but it is a quoted story in many of the books of, of Tarbiyah that a man came to Umar al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu to complain about his son. And his son said, does the child have rights upon the father? And Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu said, yes. And he said, what are those rights? He said that he chooses a good mother for him, that he teaches him the Qur'an, that he gives him a good name, or that he gives him a good name and teaches him the the Qur'an. And the father had failed to do all three of those things. And Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu responded and said, that you have failed him 
uh, or you, you know, far before he failed you, that before he disobeyed you, you did not do right by him. So that's there, right? Those types of things are there that certainly the children have rights upon the parents. The children have rights upon the parents. And by the way, the more that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives a person of responsibility, of amana, of, um, of, of degree over a person, the more egregious abuse becomes of that position of trust. And that's why when it comes to leadership, right, who is more despised in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than an oppressor, than a tyrant, right? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you subjects, Allah gives you people, and you have a, resp- you have a, a responsibility towards those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has assigned you extra rights. So that's there in the sharia, that's a built-in mechanism. So when it comes to parents and their children, at no point do you put yourself in an unsafe situation. So let's start there. That abuse is not acceptable, right? Abuse is not acceptable, especially abuse in which there is no question about it being abuse. Abuse is never acceptable. And if a person is abused by their parents, then they should take themselves out of that situation and they should seek help and they should not feel guilty for doing so. Now, it becomes trickier when it comes out, when it comes into the realm of, you know, what's sort of, you know, an infraction uh, you know, that is part of everyday relationship where people are going to overstep, where people are going to say things sometimes, where people are going to do some things sometimes, and a repeated pattern of abuse. And when it comes to that level, what I will say is this, is that seeking an intervention from an aunt or an uncle or from someone else is not disobeying or dishonoring the parents. Uh, so he said leaving a situation of abuse is certainly not dishonoring them, right? If anything, the you know, the, the, the sin is then greater on them. But the second layer of that, which is to seek intervention, is not disobeying the parents. If it's less than that, right, where it doesn't require an intervention yet, but to express yourself and to, to say, look, mom, dad, I want to talk to you. And look, when you use these words, it hurts. I'm dealing with certain situations here. Um, I'm going through something or these particular words sting or I feel like this is then, you know, that's not disobeying the parents. That's not dishonoring them, right? What becomes harmful or when it comes, when it falls in the sinful is when a person becomes abusive to their parents, right? When a person becomes, um, you know, violent towards their parents or starts to say things towards their parents or do things towards their parents, right? So seeking mechanisms by which you can better your relationship once it comes under you know, away from abuse in which you you have full rights to disconnect yourself from that situation. You should not feel guilty if you have left that situation. Uh, you sh- you know, especially when you have an objective person to tell you that indeed, you know, this this is a, you know a situation that you should get out of and that you should not be in. Um, but we're talking about that second level, which is when you're trying to have conversations with your parents, where you're trying to balance the honor to them while also articulating some of the hurt that comes through some of their words and some of their actions or whatever it may be. That's not disobeying them or dishonoring them. At no point should a person become volatile to where they're they're screaming, to where they're yelling at their parents, to where they're becoming abusive towards their parents and those types of things, right? That's not the character of the believer, certainly not to your parents, okay? Now, after all that is said and done, Every single person has their unique circumstances. Every single people has their specific circumstances. You have a Lord who is most merciful, who is most just, to seek 
help to seek guidance from uh, someone to help you navigate turbulent times. None of that is contrary to the tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to the trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, you know, I, I want to end with one particular thing, which is a story from the companions of the Prophet that I think is extremely powerful, which is that, you know, imagine being Ikramah, Ikrama ibn Abi Jahl. Ikrama radiallahu anhu was one of those who fought against the Prophet in Uhud and in fact was one of those responsible along with Khalid radiallahu ta'ala anhu and Amr radiallahu anhu at the time they were Muslims for hurting the Muslims the way that they did in Uhud and the Prophet you know told the Muslims not to speak ill of Abu Jahl or not to not 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 okay we can speak ill of Abu Jahl of course but not to harm Ikrama by reminding him of Abu Jahl reminding him that his father is was the pharaoh of the ummah because Ikrama had natural feelings obviously and that 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 could be a form of belittling him and hurting him so not to use the name uh, of, of Abu Jahl around Ikrama in a way that would hurt Ikrama radiallahu ta'ala anhu and i think there's something very beautiful about that which is Look, Allah Azza wa Jalla knows we're human beings at the end of the days. At the end of the day, our heart pulls in certain directions. And for some people that wanted to have a good relationship with their parents, but there was an abnormal situation where the parents shut the door, you're not to be faulted for that. And you have a Lord that's merciful and understanding and, and just. But we start off with, just like with everything else, saying that, yeah, Allah, I did my absolute best. As long as you can say, yeah, Allah, I did my absolute best. And you did shura with righteous people, with scholars, with people that, that could help diagnose the situation. I did my best. Then inshallah ta'ala, you, you know, your intention is sound and you're not to be blamed for any of that hurt that then came your way. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cure our broken hearts. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cure our broken relationships where they there's still a chance for them to be cured. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to do best, allow us to show ihsan, to everyone that he has assigned ihsan to in our lives. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us recipients of that ihsan. Allahumma ameen. If this still does not help, I apologize. I certainly understand. Again, these are messages, general messages that are, you know, meant to help us sort of navigate within a framework. But at the same time, I understand that there are going to be people with specific situations. May Allah help us all. May Allah help you all. Uh, to get through whatever it is that you're getting through. And I should say again, you know, right now everyone is struggling with something. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help all of all of you uh, through whatever hardship you may be struggling with. And may Allah enable us to help others as well. Jazakumullah khairan. And I'll see you all inshallah tomorrow night. And I apologize tonight was a long uh, talk. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa